Hi, my name is Cody, and I'm on a mission to break the silence of domestic violence and sexual assault. This production is brought to you by Bolton Refuge House, which is located in Wisconsin. At Bolton Refuge House, we create a safe space through programs and services for all persons impacted by domestic violence, intimate partner violence, and sexual assault, and advocate for social change. Who doesn't love their pet? They're always happy to see us, they protect us, and love us unconditionally. I mean, personally, my dog's my favorite person to talk to. Does that make me weird? It probably does, but my dog doesn't judge me. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, unless you're a complete monster, you love your pet and would do anything to protect it. But how does it affect our animal friends when we're in an abusive relationship? That's the question I'll be diving into today. How does domestic violence affect our pets? Can they suffer from trauma like we do? And what are ways we can keep our pet companions safe if we find ourselves in an abusive relationship? Stick around to find out. What started me going down this rabbit hole was an article written by Wendy Sunshine on Psychology Today. It stated that abusers can use violence towards pets as a representation of what may happen to the human victim, and abusers may use threats towards the animals as a way to keep their victim from leaving. The saddest part of the article is that dogs can suffer from trauma just by witnessing violence. And don't go thinking that animal abuse just affects the animals. The National Resource Center on Domestic Violence stated in a 2014 report that children who are exposed to abuse are at a greater risk of becoming either victims or perpetrators of abuse. The report would also reference a study that found that engaging in pet abuse was one of the four significant factors of predicting future battering behavior. In other words, abuse towards a pet does not only harm the pet and the owner, but any children who witness it as well. Okay, I can already hear you asking, how do I know if my pet is traumatized? And, if my pet is traumatized, what do I do? Well, to answer that question, I have my friend Amanda, who works at a local vet clinic. As far as, like, the the warning signs um, would be if a dog starts to have... Um, excessive like nervousness in the household um, or showing signs of um, aggression. Um, Those are some of the first um, warning signs I would say that we know that our dog is, you know, feeding off of something that's happening in the house, Um, whether it be, you know, emotional um, abuse from from a spouse or um, from, you know, or or physical abuse as well. they seem to pick up on a lot of different um, emotions from their owners or um, anything that goes on in the household. Um, and so, you know, they're very sensitive and or reactive to their humans. So, you know, if you start to notice these behaviors or whatnot or things changing, try to remove the pet or yourself from that situation um, because it can lead to um, further trauma to that animal um, that they can live with, you know, for the, for the rest of their lives. They do a lot of things just as people do. So, um, you know, it can create a lot of, like I said before, the aggression issues, um, separation anxiety, um, you know, start to get depressed. Um, they quit eating, they can get sick from all of those things. Um, so trying to remove them from that situation or even just rehome them for, you know, a period of time, um, will help them a great deal. To piggyback off of what Amanda said, 
I'd like to share some information I found from the website called the West Point Animal Hospital. They have information on potential signs of animal abuse, and the website states that tucktails, flinching at human contact, unexplained fractures or limping, unprovoked aggression, whining or whimpering, being overly submissive, suddenly avoiding any physical contact, and attempts to bite or scratch when being petted can all be possible signs of animal abuse. Now, if you're fleeing a domestic situation with your pet and are looking for emergency shelter, you have a couple of options. First, there are pet-friendly shelters that allow you to keep your pet with you, within reason, of course. Sorry if you keep a baby alligator as a pet. Your other option is to find a shelter that partners with other organizations to do a foster program. For example, Bolton has partnered with the Humane Society, so anyone coming to shelter with their pet can get their animal fostered with the Humane Society while they reside at Bolton. Oh, and please keep in mind that these options are in regards to pets, not service animals. That's a different kind of beast. Pun intended. Your final option, of course, would be to leave your pet with a trusted friend or family member. Now, people tend to get a little skittish when it comes to the idea of fostering their animal or giving their pet to someone to watch over them. I've heard multiple times that pet owners believe that this will cause more stress and trauma to their animal. And for that, I'm going to bring it back to Amanda. I think it would probably, you know, and it really depends on the pet too. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say for sure, but I feel like a lot of times it would be a lot less stressful for them just to um, be moved into like maybe a foster situation in the, you know, in the meantime, just so they're not dealing with all the other emotions that or, you know, any trauma that comes along with what is happening in in the situation so removing them completely from that situation would probably be the best outcome for some of the the animals depending like and i feel like it's probably case by case depending on each situation but you know and i know people you know are, are pretty attached to their pets so having them leave them in that situation can also cause more um grief or you know sadness depression or whatnot for the pet owner so i you know i think it's probably case by case and what maybe you know someone that is helping them out thinks is best in that particular situation a couple of little tips i found from the national coalition against domestic violence is if you're planning on fleeing with your pet is to make sure you have the animal's vaccination records pet license, medical records, and any other documentation that you think would be helpful to have on hand. Next, it's important to have the animal registered in your name. That way it can serve as proof that the animal is yours. And lastly, if you are unable to flee with your pet and want to retrieve them, don't do it alone. Contact an animal care and control officer or law enforcement. Speaking of law enforcement, do you want to know something really cool? 36 states, including Wisconsin, allow household pets that are owned by the victim to be included in a restraining order. That's right, if you file a domestic abuse restraining order or a child abuse restraining order, your pet can be protected. In Wisconsin's restraining order specifically, there's a section that states that the respondent, that's the person whose the restraining order is against, shall refrain from removing, hiding, damaging, harming, or mistreating, or disposing of a household pet. All the person who is filing the restraining order has to do is check the box next to the statement and there your pet is protected. The person who files the restraining order is called a petitioner by the way. Another cool thing that was signed into law was the PAWS Act or Pet and Woman Safety Act. 
This act established a grant program to help fund organizations to specifically help domestic abuse survivors with pets. And yes, I understand that our definitions of cool may be totally different. Our pets, whether covered in fur, feather, or scales, are part of the family too, and they need to be loved and protected, just like any other family member. I hope today's podcast gave you some insight on the traumas they can face in a domestic violence situation, and what we can do to help them. With that said, I hope you have a good day or night. I'd like to thank you for listening, and a special thanks to Amanda for taking the time to talk to us. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go home and get my dog a hug and tell her the latest workplace gossip. Until next time. If you or someone you know is affected by domestic violence or sexual assault, I encourage you to reach out to our 100% confidential 24-hour hotline. That number is 715-834-9578. We have trained advocates ready to help.